Welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoriteest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoriteest nephew. Our favoriteest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play Dungeons and Dragons. Last time on Date Night... That's the real legacy of Akagi Fellblade, an orc warchief, my brother, and somebody I wish to die with in battle. Mortals will heal this land. And he says, there's a stone of undying in the foothills of Three Lands Peak. It's an old temple, First Lands Temple. Go there and take the stone of undying and bring it here. But I don't think a stone called the stone of the undying is going to help with our undead people problem. He said it was more of a... More of a lasting life than right. a state of undeath. Well, like sense. not dying instead of undying. Yeah. Oh, I'm like not it's dying. It's worth a shot, lad. All right. Out of the woods, or the jungle, I should say, a bugbear busts out, and... I would like to cast Shatter on the bugbear. You watch as, like, teeth come flying out of his mouth and blood comes out of his ears. He's like, oh! And in the morning, you can see across the bridge a little bit better, and you do see that there are some knolls on the other side, and there's a wagon on the other side, and there's a creature attached to it that's, like, the size of a short bus. It's got bare pink skin, kind of like a worm. On the other side of the wagon, and this weird worm, there's a dead giant and three dead gnolls. You all hear this buzzing, and you figure it is giant bees. (laughs) This isn't just a raptor. This is a blink raptor. Oh, jeez. Can I try and skin it? You start approaching the Temple of the First Land. You see a spell book. <gasps> Lad, that's blasphemous. Please, just let me take this. I'll take the curse. I'll, if there's a curse, I don't believe that there's God. I'm the king of magic. I can do what I want. You're not going to desecrate any holy ground while I'm standing here. All right, well, I'm going to take it. There's nothing you could do to stop me. I don't want to hit you with the hammer. <laughs> I have to hit you with the hammer. <laughs> Somewhere the raven tree I don't is want to suffering. Fight again. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. I'm Kira. What is your name, Dor? Victor. Victor? Yes. Okay. Hey, Mr. Dor. Yes. Come on. Come you on. know where that rock is? Ah, uh, that's in the main chamber, but I think those raven folks might still be in there. Why are we whispering? Because there may be other people in here, lass. But it's a large room, so it's probably echoing. I, but if he needs to talk at all... Hello! Hello! What the hell was that? Dern and Kira, you recognize him. This is Kip Weedpuller. You're gonna have to find somebody who could who could cleanse that stone. It's all downhill downhill. from here. I don't believe that. One of the skinless raptors returns to the... (laughs) There are three skinless raptors and four dead cattle... And one cattle skeleton. What do you get when you have dead bees and then the bees come back to life? Zombies. Zombies. Alright, everyone, but why did these. Why are they alive again? Because of the poison in the land from whatever those people did in the shrine. Alright, so you guys are finished with the bee fight. Mm-hmm. 
what's next on the agenda? Walk faster. <laughs> okay. Walking at our max group speed of 25. Yep. So that mountain behind you just never seems to shrink. Like it, You feel like you'll never escape the shadow that it's casting over the land. In fact, you don't remember ever being in a shadow when you were this far south, but you are now. Is the mountain following us? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, the land around you is turning more gray and more dismal, and all of... Basically all the signs of life have vanished, and nothing is stirring except a cold, ill wind. Should you... these people that we're so worried about maybe just move? <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard. I mean, there's up to, like, half a dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. As night starts to fall, you realize you're getting back close to the bridge. All right, what about that bugbear? What do we do with that one? What bugbear? Well, there was a bugbear. I remember it, and I was hoping that maybe the GM forgot about it. I don't think so. He's got everything written down. No, the bugbear's on the other side of the bridge. All right. Yes. Okay. Let's go and faster. he remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as you approach the bridge, you see... Uh, something patrolling back and forth. Does it look like a bugbear? No. Does it look um, like a giant worm thing? No. Does it look like a panther? <laughs> no. I remember that. Oh, there was a panther. What about the gnolls? Does it look like your mom? Roll perception checks. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Six. Ten. Fifteen. Is it beast? Because it's thirteen, or if it's beast and it's fifteen. Okay. What about hearing? Yeah, you could add hearing. Okay, then it's 15. Okay, everybody sees a giant patrolling back and forth in front of the bridge. Aaron and Kira, you see three gnolls eating an unlucky traveler um, over to the east side of the bridge. Wait, these things eat people? (laughs) Maybe the undead ones do. So... The giant's kind of walking back and forth around the bridge area, and the knolls are, again, off to the east, maybe 100 feet from the farthest that the giant gets to the east, and they're eating something. Are they still, like, right next to the river, or are they closer to us than the giant? The knolls are closer to you than the giant. I vote we send Grace Wizard in front towards where the knolls are, since he can converse with them. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And then we can talk to them and see what's going on with the giant. Maybe we can get past the giant without having to fight anybody. They might not remember him. Can you transform back into a goat? (laughs) But he can still speak to them. Yeah. No, if he's a goat, they'll remember him helping them. I think he should transform back into a goat. If a goat goat talked to you, wouldn't you remember it? (laughs) Transform into a goat. Transform into a goat. So technically we've had a rule check. But he can't transform into a goat. But if you want to transform into a goat on this one occasion, you can transform back into a goat. This is the last chance you'll ever have to, to transform be a goat. into a goat. Last well, chance to be a the goat. The downside is that the giant sees you as a goat. It's okay, we'll protect you. Well, Don't no, even worry about the hammer. And then he'll eat me, he'll try and eat me, and then I'll just cast fire to his tummy. Good idea. And I turn myself into a goat. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. All right, so that's one of your spell slots, right? Yeah, that's a second level spell. Okay, so, so you're going to Let's just go... say, as, a, as the workaround, I'm the same size as I am now, and I could stand up on two hooves, but I'm just I'm just doing fun on all fours. Okay. It's easier so you to were, walk. So you transformed into, like, a satyr, and you're pretend, and it's sort of like a goat. No, I'm no, a goat. He's a okay. goat. You said he could change into a goat. Well, Don't I was just take tra- this he was trying to. He was saying he was a two-legged. I could walk bipedal. on two le- legs, but it's he a lot more. He could be a bipedal yeah. goat, but okay. that's really awkward for goats to walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he walks up to the knolls and he starts talking. All right, so as you get close to the knolls, it's still pretty dark. Uh, roll a perception check. I have sixty feet of dark vision, yes. and that's a uh, fourteen. All right. One of them turns around, like, and is still chewing and looks over at you, and you realize these aren't the gnolls that you (laughs) talked to. These are the gnolls that the giant had killed. 
And these are undead gnolls. This is so racially insensitive of us. We just assumed all gnolls were the same. <laughs> Alright, well... Um, hello, I'm a goat! <laughs> and the gnolls turn around and uh, start walking in your direction, so... Walking? Yes. Do they look menacing like they want to eat him since they're undead gnolls? Yes. <laughs> Maybe you come on back now, lad. Uh, well, they've already seen me, so... No, I mean, just come back to the Get, party. Yes, join us so that we can help protect you, or you can transform back into, like... No, stay, a, goat. All right, so... <laughs> for me. Because <laughs> I... Oh, uh, let me look at something. Uh, alter self... Casting time. So the casting time is one action. So, but I can cast ritual spells for free. Would that have wasted a spell slot then, since we weren't in you battle? You could have did it for ten minutes before, because you weren't in battle. Okay. And you could have cast it as a ritual. Can sure. we say I did that? Sure. Yeah, I'd wait for him. All right, so now... So you cast the ritual of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes ten minutes. What are all of you doing while he was casting the ritual of the goat? Just out of curiosity. Kind of making fun of him. We're going back a little bit. Sitting there with my face in my hands, just hoping it works. And okay. Watching the giant pace back and forth nervously. So these gnolls... He's really still pretty far away, so... These gnolls are... Um, they're like coyotes, right, you said? Yeah, they're like they're, hyena people. So, can I... As my action, I can change my alter self appearance. So can I trans alter self into a gnoll? Can you alter into different races of humanoids? Is that one of the things you yeah, can do? You can. Yeah, you can. That's that's something that you actually can do in this spell. Yeah. Okay, cool. And my unarmed strikes will deal 1d6 of bludgeoning damage, of piercing, slashing, or um, as appropriate to whatever creature you are. Yeah. Null has claws. Okay. Um, when they see you do that, they just kind of turn back toward the thing that they're eating. And go back to eating. Okay. Is there I... any way you can make the rest of us look like gnolls? We also have to get past the giant, though. Well, the giant... How far, how far are the gnolls from the giant? What if for him? The gnolls are maybe a hundred feet from the farthest east the giant has been patrolling back and forth. So the giant sees them or doesn't see them? Doesn't seem to pay them any mind, at least. Well, I know I could get across, probably. And how does that help us? You can't carry the rock. I mean, probably not. I mean, I could carry the rock, but... But can you transform the rest of us into gnolls? And I will just stay here for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Which will not be very long if we cannot get back to Sator and get this rock fixed. How did we get into this in the first place? Alright, what if I could, like, sneak up to the giant? Because the giant seems like the biggest problem, right? And I got this spell. Is it called how about, this? how about this? How about this? I got this spell called um, Thunder Wave. Is it, does it consist of grease? No. Well, I mean, it could. Uh, I don't but think it could. The creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. So you said... Uh, I'm, I'm praying now. So you said the, um, the giant was right by the bridge. Right? He gets fairly close to the bridge. Alright, so I'll wait till he's fairly close to the bridge and I'll thunder wave him off into the uh, the canyon where you almost let me die. <laughs> but what could... if he turns into a giant goat? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not allowed with Alter Self, apparently, so... Now it's turning into a fish. Actually, that, that is. One that is. is allowed. Oh, well then. He didn't turn into a fish, he turned turn... into like a fish uh-huh, Yeah, I had aquatic form. Okay. And then you would cliff walk. Constitution saving throw on a failed save. Creature takes 288 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. So what do you want to try and do? Try and wait till he looks like he gets near where the bridge is or where he's closer to the edge? To the edge. And try and sneak up and cast Thunder Wave? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first... I guess roll a stealth check. All right. 
13. Okay. So, this thing's gonna smell you as you get nearby. Can I roll... Okay, no, continue. Um, as you get close, you see that this thing has, like, a huge chunk of flesh not out of his side, and one of his arms is hanging, like, completely useless. Uh, it looks like it used to be a fire giant, but it's got... Only, basically only some embers in its gaping side give that away at this point. All of the rest of, like, its power looks to be gone. Its armor's been taken uh, with its life, and it's uh, basically everything except its will to eat. So it didn't look that big when you guys passed, when it was laying dead on the ground, but now that it's between you and the bridge and it's turned around and kind of smelled you, it looks huge. It's probably about 20 feet tall. And it hasn't seen you yet, but it's definitely stopped patrolling its arc uh, around the bridge. And it's basically, the ground had been kind of booming methodically as it was taking steps, and now it's really, really quiet as it's kind of smelled you. I just and thought that, of a better plan. That purple moon uh, has is risen behind it, and there's a huge shadow being cast uh, by this giant as it basically starts... So slowly moving in your direction. Aaron, what's your plan? I don't. I don't well, know if I'm it's too, too late, far but out. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna run up uh, at my full speed of 25. Okay. And cast a uh, thunder wave before it gets too uh, far from the edge. Okay, do it. That's a nat 20. Wow. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, um, what so, does he have to do? So he's got to roll a Constitution saving throw. Right. Which I wouldn't assume zombie giant has a too he's high constitution. He did roll a 19. But he's on a nat 20. Nat 20. Yeah, but you don't actually roll an attack for a thunder wave, though, do you? Because he has to roll a saving throw. <laughs> I suppose. Which kind of sucks. Because that was your nat 20. Uh, so he rolled a 19 plus 2. I mean, yeah, I guess he gets through that constitution saving throw. He takes damage, though, still, doesn't he? He doesn't half take damage. Half. Yeah, so 2d8 minus half, or just one Sorry, I don't want to take that crit away from you, but you, there's no roll for uh, Thunder Wave. And so that's nine. Okay. Nine. What's half a nine? Four and then a half. Four and a half. So. It does it go down? Four damage, okay. I guess. I think you always roll down in yeah. D&D. Okay. So we're in combat now. So, so can we can we see him? Yes. Okay, so and you can definitely hear the thunder wave. Let's go um try That's our cue. Yeah. Twenty. Alright, darn. Sixteen. Nine. Seventeen. Oh. Uh Wizard. Kira, nine. Mm-hmm. Alright, the giant is still going to be slow to act after reeling from that uh, thunder attack. Dern, it's to you. You're probably not going to be able to get into melee range. Well, we have to go through the knolls first. Well, they're off to the side, so they're maybe 100 feet to the east, or 150 feet to the east. Okay, well, let's, let's run at the giant then, just as far as we can get. Smite, smite. He's not going to be able to reach melee range. You could probably get to within about 30 feet on this turn. Okay. But that's about as close as you'll be able to get. Is there anything else you want to do? I don't think there's anything else I can do. Nothing that will work against an undead. Okay. Uh, Grease Wizard. Oh, wait, I, I, mm. uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I may as well just go ahead and do Armor of Agathus on myself. Okay. Just cast a buff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Grease Wizard, you just hit him with this Thunder Wave, and he's coming for you now. What do you do? Uh, how far away is he Are from you the still edge? a a knoll? Yeah, not a goat. Okay, um, he's he's maybe twenty feet away. Twenty feet away. All right, he's I'll been... cast shatter on him. Okay. Do I roll, or I? So... I don't know. If he has to make a save, you don't roll. Yeah, it's a save. Okay. What kind of save? Constitution saving throw. That's a 19. So does he take half damage? Yeah, half damage. So 3d8. 7. That's, that's, that's a d8. Oh. 7. <laughs> 2d8. 
two, five. So half of that, so or seven. is that half? It'll, it'll take seven damage. Okay. So and um, you watch like some of those embers kind of shoot out of his side when you do that, and scatter on the ground. All right. Right, Aaron. Um, I'm pretty far away. Yeah. I guess. Um. If you dash, you can get to within about thirty feet, like Dern did. Okay. We stubby dwarven lights. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll do that. I don't really have another option. Um, okay. So if I do, I'm not sure what the range on my javelin is. Is that too far to throw it? You could, well, if you dash, I guess you're not supposed to be able to throw it. But go ahead, you could throw it. That's close enough. Okay. Um, twenty one. Yeah, great. That'll hit. <laughs> Oops. He's pretty easy to hit. Yeah, he's <laughs> he has no big. armor and he's big. Oh, uh, five. Okay, so you stick a javelin into his leg. He doesn't seem to react. Oh, yeah, it says here my range is 30 slash 120. I'm not sure what that means. 120 is so a disadvantage. Yeah. You oh, can okay. throw at 30 feet normal or at 120 at disadvantage. Okay. Kira? Bow and arrow. Okay. You're going to run up at all? or? Yeah. Okay. 11 plus 6, so 17. Yes. Woo-hoo. And he's not at max health. Yay! And Colossus Slayer seems to apply to a giant. Alright, three plus two. So five damage? Yes. Okay. But did you add your dust? Yes. thing too? Uh, I do 1d8 extra damage if something's below its max hit points. So wouldn't you roll the extra 1d8? I just did. Oh. And the total was five, even with <laughs> your plus two? Uh, One plus three plus two. Oh, we were also. That confused. would be six. <laughs> so. Oh! One plus three plus no, two. one plus two. Okay. Is three plus... Okay. You just didn't have high rolls on the D8s. Yeah. Anyway. Just making sure you got all your damage. So you shoot this arrow out, and it sticks right next to that... I can keep that, rolling if you'll let me. <laughs> next to that javelin. Dern, uh, well, wait, it's the giant's turn. So the giant is going to close the distance between himself and the grease wizard and try and grab the grease wizard. He's going to be reckless. So now all attacks on him will have advantage. And he misses twice as he reaches with his hand for the grease wizard who tumbles out of the way. Because you're tiny. It's it's up to you, Dern. You'd be at an advantage if you can if you want to run up there. He's he's come closer, so you could definitely run up and reach him because he ran to uh, Greasy. Uh, We're gonna do um, divine smite. Okay. And I'm going to whiff, well, 9, 11. No, you just narrowly miss, like smashing this thing into his foot. All right, Grease Wizard. All right, so when, is there any way I could climb up him when he went down to try and grab me? Can I climb up his arm a little bit? You could roll a dex check to try it. Beat a 12 and you'll grab on and climb up. 15, 16, 17, 18. So that's your move. You can still do something if you want. All right, I'm gonna cast a chromatic orb at the his side. Okay, at the wound. Yeah, at the wound. Okay, you'll be at advantage. Wait, were you at advantage, turn? No, I didn't. Yeah, so we'll come back and roll yours okay. and see if it hits. But go ahead. All right, so roll your. That's a ranged attack, right? Uh, twelve. That hits. All right, and I'll say that that was acid. Okay, that seems to work well. Into his soft spot. What do you usually do for damage on that? 3d8. Alright, um, roll 3d8 and roll an extra d4 for getting it in a side. Six, three. Those three. Five, six, three, four. Mm-hmm. So 18 damage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, so you really burn him up. And he's got like some reflux going on now. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear a big giant burp. Try a Pepto next time. <laughs> All right, uh, Dern, re-roll your thing. That's 16, 22. Okay, so we're backtracking. Dern actually smashed him in the toe with his thunderous smite, since so he forgot that, to be at a divine damage. smite. Divine smite. Okay. okay, so there's weapon damage is eight plus so that's oh, 12. twelve. Sorry, uh, and then four, five, nine. Twelve plus nine. 
Okay, so you really smash his, his toe, and maybe that was how he bent down to grab his toe, and Sam clambered up his arm when he did that. Aaron, you are up, and you're at advantage. Okay, um, I'd like to run the uh, next 30 feet toward him and attack with my axe. Okay. Uh, 15, 19, That's plus 6. definitely going to be good enough. Okay. I like imagining that she's running, and yeah. then she stops at 30 feet, <laughs> looks up, and then just <laughs> attacks. Um, and then that's 9 plus 4 is 13 points of damage. Nice. So, you really cut a big wound in him, too, and he's bleeding and stumbling now. Kira, you're at advantage. Bow and arrow. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> nice. Is that a crit? <laughs> yes. All right. Roll your damage dice. She twice. rolled a two the first time. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Four. He should not have gone reckless. And three. And then my colossus flare is two. All right. That's enough to you stick an arrow into this giant's eye and how he's already stumbling and leaning over and bleeding and having acid in him from all of those really good attacks, he crashes to the ground with a big thud. All right? And the way to the bridge is clear. It's not that far in front of you. Let's cross the bridge and get away from the knoll. Carefully. Yes. Okay. No more fish. Everybody roll a dexterity. you got to beat an eight if you're walking carefully. Not 20. <laughs> 19. It was 13, and then it very slowly tipped over to a 5. Plus your dex. So that's still a 7. Okay, you're going to definitely have a stumble. Uh, so Kira is basically fallen on the bridge. Try and get up. Dex save. What happened? She got a nat one. All right, you're f- with my nat twenty. Can I do like a flip and catch her? Yeah, Sam's going really he, across the bridge. Can he grab her? I'll he thor- ties a rope to me. <laughs> I'll cast while in the air. I'll reckless cast thorn. While I'm starting I'll to let, fall, he I'll let you roll me. a dex check to see if you can snag her while you're running past. Uh, seventeen. Great. Okay, so you grab Kira, and it's enough for her to grab a hold of the bottom of the. One of the bridge planks. <laughs> and you keep backflipping across the bridge. <laughs> yeah. So basically you ran and she was able to grab like a piece of your assless chaps or something. <laughs> and hang on enough to grab the underside of the bridge. So you're hanging off now, Kira. Okay. Roll a strength check. Fourteen. Yeah, you pull yourself up. Roll one more dex to get across the bridge. Nine. You're across the bridge. Well, eleven. So after a few... False starts. It's Everybody dark. is across the bridge in the I'm, dark. I'm not feeling good. Yeah, yeah. The, the elven ranger needed the agility of the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've made it back across the bridge. Legolas is proud. Cross the bridge and let's take a long rest. This is Amy, and I play Kira. Thanks for listening and spreading the word about the show. We've got some new listeners, and we hope you like what you hear. Please take a second and help the show get off the ground by sharing and rating or reviewing wherever you listen. If you're listening on Podbean, that's great. That's the best way to subscribe to our premium episodes through Date Night Behind the Screens. You can also listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Player FM, and other podcatchers. Just search for Date Night. We also love interacting with listeners on Twitter or Facebook. Tweet using hashtag D8NightPodcast or follow and comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash D8NightPodcast for a chance to get a shout-out on the show. Like Ryan Gray who said, The unpredictability of the gnome has led to quite a few interesting situations. Well, Ryan, we've recorded a few sessions ahead to make sure we have a little buffer to always get our shows out on time. And believe me, he's just as unpredictable. So, stay tuned for more of that. Anyways, thanks for listening. We're really looking forward to sharing these next few episodes with you. They were so much fun to record. Our next episode will be out Friday, May 11th. Until then, find us on social media and keep the conversation going. You 
guys had just made it across the rickety bridge. You had defeated the giant, and you almost fell, Kira, yeah. into the into the Kokitku River, but our grease wizard bailed you out right as he teleported to another dimension. You managed to grab a hold of him and get up. So, just in the nick of time. Uh, the barbarian and the wizard have gone back to some other dimension, and the two of you had crossed over that bridge. It's night. You're on your way back to Raven Tree with the uh, Stone of Undying, and you've been having these visions about the the Raven Tree sort of uh, not doing so hot, right? Right. So you guys are just back across that bridge. It is night. What is it you'd like to do? Uh, probably look for a good place to camp. Yeah, take a long rest. Okay. Um, I guess roll a survival check, Kira. And just... the last dice to come out of the bag is a d20. It does not, that's not the no, d20, the that's the d6. Out. That's the d6. Alright. Six. Same thing it was when it fell. Okay. Uh, plus what? Oh, yeah. Uh, nine plus two, so eleven. Math is good. Okay. Um, you figure it's probably a good idea to camp sort of near the river's edge and sort of have that guarding your backsides. Uh, so you want to go ahead and set camp and try and rest, try and go for a long rest? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, technically, if you guys want a long rest when there's just two of you, you're just going to have to sleep. Because if you try to go on watches for four hours, you will not get a long rest. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm checking out my spells. The long rest is definitely sort of invented for the party of four, I guess, the way they do it, where you can be on watch for two hours, but you need six hours of, of sleep. So unless you guys want to take 12 hours... If I cast a spell, except it says for one minute, <laughs> I don't know if that would work. Say, primeval awareness, and then I can sense creatures for a sixth of a mile. But Yeah, you'd be able to tell if there's creatures around, but... That would only last for a minute. Right. It wouldn't sort of wake you up if something came nearby. How many? I have. I've got zero spell slots left. How many do you have? All of them. All of them. But your health is down, right? I can cure wounds myself. I can poof my head. If you have your spell slots left before you go to rest, it might not be a bad idea to heal yourself just in case. And then, if you do get the rest, you'll get your spell slot back. But yeah, that's up to you. I'm gonna poof my head. <laughs> okay. It sounds better it than what be Mike says. It helps me sleep, too. Uh. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't sound better. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> They're off to a good start. Okay. Uh, three plus three, six. Since it's a long rest, I might as well do it again. And pray to God that... Eight. Okay. Can I get plus... Over? Possibly. No, you can't get over, but you could be back to your max. I'm back to my max. I'm okay. disappointed now that I couldn't have 24 temporarily. Alright. So, actually, as you guys are settling down and you've poofed yourself, you do see that bugbear that you had fought before, uh, who had been shattered and otherwise sort of ruined, sort of just stumbling around aimlessly outside of your camp, like pretty close to when you start setting up your camp. Doesn't look like he's necessarily heading in your direction, but he is around. Other than that, it seems like it's pretty quiet. Well, we can either take care of the bugbear, we can move and take our chances somewhere else, which might not be any better, or we can just go to sleep and hope for the best. Throw a rock in the opposite direction of us kind of parallel to the bugbear, see if we can do the distraction thing. <laughs> Alright, I guess roll a... Deception check? Yeah, is that... Yeah, go for that. Do you want to try? <laughs> sure! 
Yeah, so you throw a rock, he just kind of I think do your roll was better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll just stop throwing rocks off into the woods and... He looks over towards some rocks, thinking maybe they were rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this world has been there. Okay. Okay. So you're just going to go to sleep? I'm going to sit there for an hour or so and then okay. go to sleep. All right, so you watch the bugbear just kind of roaming around. He goes to start walking across the bridge toward the other side of the river. Nudge him away to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Okay. Uh, the bugbear, despite being in his ruined state, manages to navigate the bridge just fine across to the other side. So how does that feel, last when the bugbear's got a higher dexterity than you do? I need to change my dice. Again, still. So he goes across to the other side, and you hear some yipping from uh, what sounds like the knolls on the other side of the bridge. Let's just go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. So you go to the sleep. Go to sleep. Go to the sleep. Go to the, go sleep. To the sleep of the of the knoll howling, uh, which is a special kind of sleep that gives you weird dreams about the raven tree dying yet again. Um, I won't go through that description, but you're getting that same sort of inky blackness uh, sort of vision. Okay. Um, and when you... You wake up in the morning, <clears throat> sitting across, uh, staring at you as you're sleeping, is Calman, who says, Hey, good morning, sleepers! Oh, dear God. Oh, I am not nearly awake enough for that voice. Oh, yeah? I just figured I'd let you guys sleep. It looked like you were really tired. Thank you. It's fun to watch, too. <laughs> that, that's not creepy at all. Not used to sleeping. I don't sleep at all. Oh, that's good to know there, lad. Do they have fantasy coffee? <laughs> <laughs> don't they just call that coffee? Don't they have coffee in fantasy worlds? That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah I'm asking if they have fantasy coffee. There'd be coffee somewhere in the world, I'm sure. Yeah, I still have that vial of grease. <laughs> that's not coffee. No, that's true. I have liquor. Does that count? <laughs> no, that kind of has the opposite effect of coffee. Well, it depends on how you react to coffee, I guess. Well, let's 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 <laughs> haul for the for the Raven Tree. Okay, that sounds great. Or Travenry, or however you want to say it. Yeah, that's an important that's an important spot. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. I'm gonna stay real close to you, okay, Darren? Oh, uh, uh, alright. You've got a big shield. That looks important. Aye. It's very shiny. Okay. So you guys start heading across the river road, and you're approaching uh, the graveyard that you passed on the way toward the uh, shrine. Opposite side of the road. Okay. Roll a perception check. 16. Okay. guess I can roll for Calma, too. He's not so perceptive. So, Darren, you notice that there are two look like humanoid uh, things eating a dead panther. Poor kitty. I think we should probably go around. This this with the way does not look very good. I'm already I see the graveyard and I'm already on the other side of the road. Alright. If you're gonna try to sneak by, are you gonna stay out kind of where the road is or it's fronted by the jungle. So you can either go into the jungle, or you could try to skirt the edge of the jungle and sort of stay away from the graveyard as far as you can without going in. I don't feel like going in the jungle. Yeah, let's not go in the jungle. They do not have fun in games, despite <laughs> what the song says. <laughs> so uh, then I guess we'll roll stealth checks. We'll do an average stealth. So Calman will be helpful there. 17. 19. Well, he's usually helpful there. That's a 4. Okay, let's pretend that he's just... I'll do a um, well, perception He's he kind of like a, a cog creature, so I suppose he probably wouldn't be the stealthiest thing around. You can pass him that bottle of grease again. <laughs> I could use some... I mean, I could use some of that grease. I'm sorry I was so loud. Um, so you get by those two things eating the panther um, and keep heading along the road. And then right in front of you blocking the road is sort of a 
another zombie-looking creature who's standing there with a shovel. Let's just hit it on the head and be done with it. That's what I was thinking. Okay. As you get closer, you see he's sort of covered in a weird, viney armor. And roll a uh, perception check, too. 17. Okay, you recall this is probably the one who you saw who was being eaten by the panther, being as his innards are coming out of his... Outards. Out of his outards, yeah. Uh, And he was up against sort of that tree in the graveyard before, and he's sort of covered, it looks like, in uh, vines from that undead tree that he was maybe laying up against. Okay, from now on, we burn everything we come across that's dead. Everything. Uh, the grease wizard isn't here, though. I know, but... That that bony, bony cow was kind of harmless, though. Aye, this hopefully, time. Hopefully, they'll stay mostly harmless. You saw a bony cow? I miss everything. Well, aye. Lass, why don't you take a couple of pot shots at it, and if it comes this way, I'll hit it with the hammer. Because pot shots will work with me. Aye. I figure it's a zombie. They don't nope. shamble, but so fast. Well, maybe. Um, let's see. Thirteen? Uh, it kind of sticks into that viney armor that he's wearing. Let's roll initiative. Seven. Uh, Eleven. Do I actually damage him or no? No, it just stuck into the armor. It didn't <sighs> go through. Because um, I rolled an 8 for damage. I finally rolled good, and it doesn't what, even matter. What was your initiative roll? 11. Is that with your dex? Yes. Okay. Um, what is your dex? Plus 2? 15? Right. You'll go. Then the uh, Gravedigger zombie will go. What did you have, Darn? 7. Then Kalman. Then Darn. Okay, Kira. He is maybe 35 feet away from you, straight ahead on the road. When we talk zombie, are we talking like shambler, runner? He hasn't really started moving yet. Okay. Oh, take another shot. Some of the other ones that you encountered, like the gnolls and stuff, they seem to be moving pretty fast. The bugbear was just kind of stumbling around. Okay. I'll try one more arrow. Okay. 16. Okay, you're adding 8, right? No, I'm adding 6. Don't you add 8 with your archery or no? It's 6? It's 6. Okay. It's been two Unless and a half a weeks beast. since we played. Okay, no, it's not a beast. Alright, so that, again, bounces off that kind of thick armor that he has. Okay. Uh, now the gravedigger zombie starts walking in your direction. Oh, at least it's walking. Um, it moves about 25 feet toward you guys, so it's about ten feet away at this point. And it's Kalman's turn. Um, Kalman's gonna throw one of those magic stones at it. Did you hit it? No. I didn't make it through the armor. Um, And he has that stone sort of do the same thing and bounce off of these vines. Dern, he's about ten feet away in, in front of you. I don't like this guy. Neither do I. So, um, you know, I think we'll probably hit it with the hammer. Okay. No, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) So you swing this hammer, and he kind of parries it with Mm. his shovel. And Kira, I guess you guys are all kind of standing near each other, huh? Now we are, yes. Yeah, this guy's right in front of all all of you, ten ten feet away from Kira and Kalman, and right in front of Dern. I'm switching to short swords. Okay. Because that gets me two attacks. <laughs> okay. That's literally on a point. Let's move the other dice. Okay, 16 plus 4. How about 20? Yeah, that will definitely hit. Yay! So roll your sh- main hand damage. 4. Is that with your plus? Yes. Okay. And then 10. Nope. So you slash... Get through some of those vines this time and cut a little uh, slice of this zombie. And it's his turn now. We need the grease wizard to set this thing on fire. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go at Dern. Yay! Wait. Not me. 
Um, let's see. That's a 17. Nope. All right, and he's going to swing again at Kira. Of course. That's a nine. Yay! So he takes two swings with this shovel, and uh, you guys dodge out of the way. It's Kalman's turn. He's going to run up so that he's right beside Dern, so he can take a sneak attack action and attack with his short swords. And he hits with his main hand for ten damage plus... Two on the sneak attack, so he does 12 damage to the zombie. Cuts, a, again, some more of those vines off and uh, almost cuts through one of his arms. Dern, it is up to you. Your turn. Uh, yeah, let's just stick with just the regular hammer at this point. No smites or anything just okay. yet. Uh, however, I do want to do my... Guided Strike, Channel Divinity, so that's going to be a 20. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... That's right, it's over here. 7, 11, plus for 15. Alright, so you really smash him and <coughs> dent his head quite a bit. Oh, I like uh, denting heads. He groans, but he's still up. Uh, Kira, you guys are sort of in a... Straight line, almost semicircle around this guy, just sort of slashing at him. Yep, and I'm going to continue slashing at him. Okay. But now that he's below his max hit points, I'm going to pull up my Colossus Slayer thing. Okay. Um, and miss. Nine. And 19. 19 hits. Whoops. Well, I guess that counts because it's also 1d8 extra damage, and that was an 8 plus 5. Alright, so you finally there with your offhand slice this guy's head off and he crumbles down to the ground. <laughs> Yay! In a heap. Burn it. Who's, um, got, who's got a fire? I think we have the same amount of fire making ability with our explorer kits. I don't have any fire. Oh, okay. Well, we don't, we don't have time. Let's just keep going. Okay. You can smash its head in. <laughs> okay, so just going to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Time is of the essence. Alright, so as you keep moving, <coughs> you start to get back to where you're close to Raven Tree. You start to see the thorns that were sort of on the west end of town. Uh, so you're between that hedge of thorns and the river. Um, Do I see any crows? Yeah, you actually see a few of them flying around in the sky. Um, as you approach Raven Tree, it still feels like you're kind of in the shadow of that peak, which. Just seems to be extending. As you uh, as you're heading up to Raven Tree again, it's, you've been coming back from that mountain, mm-hmm. and it seems like it just keeps stretching further and further, and you never get out of kind of its shadow. And the the land around you is still uh, gray and cold. The thorns that skirt the south are now gray and brittle. And as you lay your eyes on the village, you come around the corner there, you hear the alarm bell. Uh, Fury comes running out to meet you with her sleeves trailing behind you. She's moving super fast. Um, She just says, come, and she touches the both of you and Kalman, and you guys feel lighter and your speed increases to uh, double your normal speed. Oh, my wee stubby legs are moving (laughs) really fast now. Um... And you're sort of floating over this nightmarish, dead, and extremely quiet uh, dreamscape. As you move there, you can see the raven tree is where she's sort of leading you toward. It's standing over that hedge, the smaller hedge of thorns that's around it, and it's outstretched against the pale sky with a full purple moon, and it's a just a black silhouette. And ra- hey, Steve! Yeah, <laughs> ravens are uh, circling. Uh, on the tree, they're not. They haven't landed on it, um, and there's this smell of death uh, in the air. Um, you go in to the tree, or what do you want to do? We need to find Sator. Yeah. Show him the rock. I'm gonna okay. look around and see what I can see first, and see if we can see Sator. Okay. Um, see you, if we can see what we. He's can see. not over. Yes. Like you'd be over by his hut, mm-hmm. kind of where the. Uh, hedges are, um, but you don't see him near his hut. 
ask Fury if Sator is by the tree or where else. Yes, uh, he's there. Uh, hurry. Okay, let's hurry. Yes. Okay. So when you reach, you get inside the thorns, you can see uh, Baba Ganoush is there. She's pouring water and herbs from a cauldron onto the roots of the tree. And uh, Sator is sort of sitting there silently, channeling some sort of link between himself and the tree, it looks like. Um, he looks even weaker than the last time you saw him. He had said that his power was sort of waning before, but now it's really evident just in the way he's holding himself. He looks very old. The old woman is anointing him with some sort of oil and probably spit and leaves, and his eyes snap open and uh, look at you. Uh, Baba Ganoush kind of offers a kind of... Uh, a Baba-ish, bless you, she says, for coming back. And Sator says, the stone, do you have the stone? Aye, it's right here. Hand it here, please. Here. Okay. He takes it, and he goes oh, and sits. He goes and sits at the base of the tree, um, and starts sort of rocking back and forth with the stone in his hand. And you hear Fury scream from outside of the... Uh, hedges like a shrill scream, and then she yells, Rickmash! And you see her go run past the opening in the hedge toward the north of town. Um, I'll go peek out and see what I can see. <laughs> okay. When you peek out from around the hedges, you can see that there's a bunch of bones, like from all of the dead bandits, that seem to be piled together, and they're forming some sort of shape. Yay, bone golem! <laughs> They've crashed into Rickmash, who's sort of in a heap on the ground at this point, and they're sort of uh, amorphous at this point, but you can see them sort of building together um, into a shape. See, we got lucky with the bone cow. Just the bones can still be a threat. Uh, ensnaring strike? Okay, with what? Your bow? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm assuming I'm more than five feet away. Yeah, this thing's 40 feet away or so, to the north of town, kind of um, uh, where all those huts were, where a couple of them were burned. Please, please, please. Nah. <laughs> what? Uh, I had a, well, 13? No, that's going to just sort of go between some of the bones. Um, but the next time you hit your ensnaring strike will... Um, work. As you watch that arrow sort of go between those, the bones are taking a humanoid-type shape, but huge, because it's the bones of basically 38 bandits, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and though all the meat was sort of off of the bones, you can see the marrow is being sucked out of the inside, and it's forming like in the abdomen of this um, skeletal, and it's like this weird tentacled creature on the inside. Oh, so it's Krang. <laughs> Stick it with a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for Krang? Aim for Krang. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to disappoint you for figuring that out quickly. Nope, that's good. <laughs> He's Krang. Krang the Bone Golem. Um, Krang the Bone Golem. And he's heading down in your direction, and Fury's kind of between you and him at this point. Krang the Golem, for if your childhood took a fairly darker turn. <laughs> okay, since Because if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't strange enough. Yeah. Let's assume he followed me out and I said, look. Oh, boy! A Bone Golem! My favorite! <laughs> you have weird favorites there, lad. I'm still working on my favorites. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, what's... Let's go ahead and roll initiative, I guess. That's what I figured this Please let me be faster than the bone golem. And I rolled a two. <laughs> and I rolled an eight. Alright. The bone golem rolls a one? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> Fury is up first. She's going to make an attack with her daggers at the bone golem. And she's going to miss. Kalman will be up now. He's going to cast... Um, color Spray at the Bone Golem. And I have to roll to make sure 
he can hit the... Ooh, that's not going to work. I'll try it. I'm going to try color spray to see if he can hit it. I need a D10. 18, 19, 21, 27, 37. So he casts this uh, color spray at the bone golem, and it doesn't sort of hit, but... Uh, on the golem itself, but you, it hits on the tentacled creature on the inside, uh, who now is currently blinded. Okay? Okay. Um, it is the bone golem's turn. And it's going to be blinded and flailing wildly. Yeah, it's at disadvantage. It's going to make an attack against Fury, who's the one who's right in front of it. Um, that's going to be a hit. I was hoping not. Alright, so Fury gets hit with sort of a bony fist, um, but she's still up. And Kira, it's your turn. You're 40-some feet away from this guy. I guess I have to shoot then. Okay, and for these, are you shooting at the sort of innards or at the bone golem itself? Innards. Okay. It's the second time so it is. <laughs> and the knight is still young. That's right. That's <laughs> not even nice. Have a hat trick on Outards. <laughs> um, Has he taken damage from Kalman? No, he just is blinded at this point. Um, you will have. I think. You have advantage on attacks against it at this point because it's blinded. Okay. Um, you can sort of see when you're examining it that hitting it in the innards is going to be pretty difficult just because the ribs are pretty tightly packed together with all these bones. So it's going to take a pretty good roll to get the innards. Okay? Okay. But I'm at advantage? Yep. Yay, I get to roll twice. Please be good. 12, so 18. Roll your other one. 19, I'll take that one. That's going to still bounce off... Uh, well, that's 19 plus uh, 25. Oh, okay, that hits. Okay. 19 plus 25. So you're going to do... <laughs> 19 plus 6 equals 25. Oh, okay. It's a 44 against AC. Does that hit? <laughs> um, and he said, no, I'm just going to leave at this point. So go ahead and roll your damage. 7. All right, and that's going to... He's going to hear a terrible kind of squealy noise as that hits. And then scary strike. And it was a it was a seven, right? So that's going to hit for fourteen since you hit the innards. Ooh. Um, and it is ensnared. What, what, what does that mean? It has to use its action on its turn to try to get out. Yes. Strength roll. I don't know how that works. If I'm considering the bone golem to be sort of two things, but I guess the whole thing is ensnared by the vines because it's inside it. So yes. Okay, so he can't uh, move forward at this point, Dern. You are 40 feet away or so from this guy. Take out your collapsible spear and throw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. I was wondering if I should try the blunderbuss, but no. No, we're not going to do that yet. Yeah, we're going to hit it with the spear. Okay. <clears throat> 16. Is it still blinded? It, for now it is. You get advantage. So roll again? Yeah, and what are you aiming for? The, um... The innards? Yeah. Okay. The crane brain. So the first one ends up 17 plus 6, what's that, 23? Yeah, that will hit. Okay. So the spear manages to make it through those uh, that cage of bones. Then I need my d6. It's going to be 6, so it's 10. Okay, so that's 20. Because you hit him in the innards and you hear that squeal again. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Okay, and that's back around to, <laughs> to Fury, who's going to take uh, swipes at it with her daggers. And she hits with uh, one of her strikes for one damage. She just kind of chips a piece of the bone off. Um, and Kalman uh, now throws a catapult at this creature. That's a spell that he has. Wait. He's not throwing a catapult. Okay. That's the name of the spell. I was like, so, I was like, why don't you just use the catapult, friend? <laughs> I don't know how these work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for throwing. I, I read somewhere it was for throwing. 
Um, so he casts this uh, spell, and it picks up a big stone on the ground and launches it about a five-pound stone at this thing, which needs to make a dexterity save, which it's going to be at disadvantage on. So He's, earth, he's earthbending. Um, and... Good. Yeah, he's at disadvantage, so that's good. So Kalman gets to roll 3d8. He hits it for 14 damage. And the bone golem sort of uh, starts to waver back and forth, and the uh, tentacles inside start crawling out of it. Okay, so now you just sort of have this tentacled creature on the ground. Um, you see, it's going to be the Bone Golem's turn in a minute, but Winston comes running south from the river, and he says, The stone! What, what was wrong with the stone? It had this black, tarry, goopy stuff. Who, where is it now? Gave it to Sator. And he just starts flying off toward the raven tree. He doesn't stop to fight here. Okay. Um... Okay, so the tentacled creature on the ground... Takes 1d6 piercing damage at the start of the turn. Okay. What's that? 1d6 piercing damage at the start of his yeah. turn. Yeah, but I mean, how much is it? Six. Yay! Okay. So he gets these thorns inside of him. Uh, he's going to try and attack uh, Fury, since she's within range. He doesn't he have to try to He has to use action to save... Or... Only if he wants to try to move, right? Because I remember the archer shooting back while entangled. Um, or does he have to try and get out? Let me pull up my handy-dandy spell book. Yeah, I just have paladin spells in mind. It looks like it's just restrained. Alright, so he's going to try to attack Fury on his turn since he can reach. Alright, his second tentacle attack hits. And Fury falls down unconscious. Kira? He's still about 40 feet away from you. It's just the tentacled creature now. I'm going to aim at him. Okay. 1622. Hit. Yay. He's not blinded anymore. Kalman's turn's over. But that hits. Four plus um, nine. Oh, because he's below max health? Yep. All right, that... Kills, you watch the tentacle creature start flailing the tentacles around and he flops uh, just lifeless on the ground. Does he scream, Mike? Okay. Ah! <laughs> 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 and we're back. Um, so now the... you've got Fury, who's on the ground over there. You had Winston go running back toward the tree. Um, is the is the, the the bony part of the bone golem still alive or no? That fell apart first when Kalman hit it with the big rock. He okay. knocked it to pieces. I don't know if the thing the, just crawled out or if it it was... crawled out after Kalman oh. collapsed the big bone structure around. I gotcha. Go stabilize her with my medicine kit, I suppose. Okay. I'm gonna run. Roll a d twenty for that. Twenty. Okay. She's she, fine. Yeah, she's she's feeling good. I'm going to follow Winston to the tree to go see if Sator needs anything. Okay. And I'll follow shortly after. As you get to the tree, you actually see the hedge has closed in um, in the place where you could normally get through. Call through and see if they need us. You kind of hear, um, it sounds like, Winston shouting at Sator, but it's all sort of garbled. Shall we try to cut through? Uh, you're the one with the swords. Okay. Uh, all right. As you sort of start chopping at these uh, hedges, you see a glimpse of an orc going over the top from the outside of the hedge, sort of going in, sort of scrambling over, and getting cut up by the thorns. Um, roll a um, perception check. And you can too, Darren, because oh. you ran over there. Sight or hearing? Five! Sight. Okay, ten. Uh, it looks like a Kagi. No! No! <laughs> um, from inside the hedge again, you start <clears throat> hearing shouting from Winston and Baba, and a green flame blasts a hole 
sort of through the hedge, just large enough that you could see through, but the edges of the hedges are still burning slowly. Edges of the hedges. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to cut through and peek through. Okay, you can see it's it's hard to cut through and make anything larger, but you can see Akagi there. He's undead, but still pretty imposing in his sort of samurai warrior stance. And a foe bearer glowing with smoky green infernal flames flickering in his cold dead eyes. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Dern Hammerstone on the Date Night Podcast. And first of all, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our show. And I want to encourage you guys to keep listening if you enjoy our content. Also, if you enjoy our content, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, also share it with your friends who are interested in this kind of a campaign. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Date Night Podcast. That's D-8-N-I-G-H-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Date Night Podcast. Podcast.